you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Have you ever thought about how your career aligns with your values and what matters most to you? Well, that is what we are going to be talking about today, creating conscious careers. Hi, I'm Andy Stortz, your summit host, and I'm excited to introduce our next legendary speaker. Chelsea C. Williams is a workplace and career strategist and international speaker. And Chelsea is passionate about reimagining work and leadership and has been named to the Forbes 1000 list of upstart entrepreneurs redefining the American dream. Chelsea, welcome to the summit. I'm so excited that you're here. And I am so delighted to be here, Andy. Yeah, this is really fun because we haven't got a chance to get to know each other yet. Um, we've connected through uh, Lindsay Pollock, who is speaking on this summit as well. And uh, I was just digging into some of your background and the work you've done and really impressed. And I'm excited to get into that um, and really share some great practical advice with our viewers, our listeners today and how they can pursue a more conscious career. Before we get into that, I'm just curious, as you're out there working, I know you were speaking at a conference this week, what are you observing in the market right now with it, you know, when it comes to how people are pursuing different careers and the great resignation and all that stuff? Love the question. Yes, I, I just finished speaking at Sherm Inclusion in Austin, and that literally was the hot topic of our time together. It really was that people are I like to say reimagining career, how they work, where they work, why they work. And I think the why is the sweet spot of the conscious conversation that's really aligning to values. And, you know, Andy, I think the pandemic uh, for all that it's taught us really was a moment for people to reflect, to kind of think about their lives, what's working well, what opportunities are. And so a lot of people just trying to get to the heart of purpose and um, values and mission. Uh, and so it's been, it's really exciting because I think we're, we're moving from the traditional uh, career pathways to one where people are giving themselves grace to try new things, take pivots, new career and industry sectors. So it's, it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, there's a lot of movement going on, a lot of reflection, I think, and people really starting to think about, well, where do I want to go with my career and look at the opportunities? And there's more opportunities than ever right? And it can be a little bit overwhelming, I think, for many people, even causing anxiety. And do I go after a career for the money or the work that I've been doing my whole life or try something new? Um, and you talk about this idea of um, conscious careers. What, what does it mean to navigate a career consciously? Mm, I love the question. I think, you know, I think about it twofold. One, I think about um, the decisions that we make that lead to our career journey. And we know that careers are not linear and there's so many different directions that careers can take us, but that we're intentional about our yeses and we're intentional about our no's. I think that's, that's one piece. I think the other piece of this is also literally aligning yourself with employers or partners. You, you know, you and I as, as trainers and speakers work with different partners, but making sure that there's a consciousness around those types of partnerships and relationships. And so I think depending on what your role is for the job seeker, it's like the employer conversation for the, um, business owner or, or freelancer, it's the partner conversation, but both are critical. So how can we think about um, pursuing a more conscious career? Is it, is it a matter of 
getting more clear on our own personal values as well as maybe the values of organizations that we're looking at? Yes. Um, you know, what I typically will share uh, when we're doing professional development or working with resource groups and the like or coaching is it starts with your values. And a lot of times, and thinking back to my college, college days, we don't necessarily dive into our values. A lot of times, if you choose the college pathway, it's major dependent. But I really think that it's important for people to think about what matters most to you and why. There's so many different assessments online that can help you get to a list of your core values. Mm -hmm. I would hope that the pandemic has been a time for people to really reflect on the why for them. But absolutely, I think when we know our values, if I value uh, community, or if I value um, volunteering or social justice, well, if I'm thinking about employers, uh, do I have to be at an employer that uh, has a philanthropic arm or that is focused on, um, you know, social impact? I don't have to do it, but it can add a lot to my career experience if I am intentionally seeking those types of employers. And so I think it just adds to like the fullness of life when there is that connection between personal values and organizational values. Yeah, it's so important. I think a lot of people don't spend time on this, right? And don't get much clarity on what their values are. And in my experience in doing this, and one of the reasons I think people just kind of, they think they know, right? But then you see this list of all these words and you're like, I care about all these things. Um, but really knowing your values is about trade-offs, right? It's about understanding what's most important to you, right? Your priorities. And I, I talk about this in my book and with people as well, but I don't have a concrete I think specific advice for people on how to go and determine those values. Do you have an exercise you recommend or, um, you know, something people can do to really figure out what their values are? Oh, absolutely. And I'll be sure to, to share some additional resources. But again, there's tons of links online. If you, if you type in values, um, you will get lists of hundreds because there are of different values that people have. And I think a healthy exercise is a time when you've got a clear brain. Maybe it's a day when you're you're not working or, or you're starting the day with, with wellness. Just getting out that list, getting out a pen and paper, getting out your, your tablet or cell phone and just seeing what words, what characteristics stick out to you. Um, you know, I typically tell people start with like uh, seven to eight because that's a healthy number. And then eventually let's get down to your top three. And then eventually let's get down to your top one. Ooh. And I think when we're up against it and we're having to make decisions about employers, you know, again, this is a broader conversation, relationships, et cetera, that yeah. list should be our guide mm -hmm. in making sure that we're aligning with who we are and what, what we truly stand for. Hmm. Interesting. Boy, that's, that's almost intimidating to try to get it down to top three or top one, but then you almost have that guiding light. You know, what drives you in making those decisions. Do you know what your number one value is? I hate to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, my number one value is faith or spirituality. I just believe in, and just higher power, um, yeah. for sure. And, and God. So that's one for me, yeah. but I'll tell you, I'm, I'll tell you my number two. I'll sneak that okay. in there. Yeah. Come on. Uh, my number two is learning. Mm. literally learning and growing and just that focus of, of new education yep. is also super important to me. So I think professionally, um, that's a driver. And I, I see that. It's funny. If you sit and think about your, like your top three and you just reflect on a day or even on a week, the amount of things you can point to that substantiate that value, if you really think about it. 
Yeah. Oh, we are so aligned there. I mean, my number one value, I think by far is love. And I express that in different ways through connection with people, whether my family or friends or even new friends like you is like, I can feel it when we are, uh, you know, supporting each other and having a great conversation. Um, but right up there in the top three or top five is grow learning and growth as well. And I've figured that out because I was feeling unfulfilled through much of my 20s and early 30s. And I realized it because I had stopped learning, right? I had my, my formal degrees and that sort of stuff. But when I started getting into the regular practice of reading and learning and listening to podcasts and all the things that I do, attending summits like this, um, interviewing experts like you, I feel so much more filled up and, and you know, like fulfilled because I'm learning and growing on a regular basis. So I realized I need that. And this is about helping other people recognize, okay, what are those things that you need to feel more fulfilled in your career and your life? Yeah, and, and I totally agree with you. And here's where I think if we're not intentional and conscious literally about this is, you know, we end up taking jobs for reasons that the world says to take jobs or that traditionally people have taken jobs as drivers. And, and I think you'll look up and maybe you'll be doing great work, but you won't be doing the ultimate fulfillment of what you could be doing if you had truly been, you know, focused and centered on your interests. And I think certainly, I, I know this and I see this in you, you love what you do. And I, I honestly believe Andy, that more people can love what they do. Mm -hmm. It, it does take trade-off. It does take, it, sometimes it might take you a little bit long. You know, maybe it's, I need to actually not take this first job offer that comes my way. Right. It's, it's good. And, and listen, there are reasons why people sometimes are up against a time clock. Yeah. That's life. But I think if we can really sit with it and think about it and, and give ourselves those grace moments, to be honest, the long-term, we have much more fulfillment. Oh, I agree. And I think also a lot of people are sitting there thinking I'm not happy and start looking around for other jobs. The grass is always greener when there might be opportunities right where you are to just tweak some things with your current situation and shift your mindset a little bit and find the things that you do love about your situation and be grateful for what you have. And I'm not saying, you know, that you just got to, you know, stick without with what you have if you're not happy. But a lot of people, as soon as they're unhappy with one thing, start looking for something else when there might be things that you can really find happiness and, and fulfillment with right where you are right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chelsea, what are some of the roadblocks that get in the way of preventing people from you know, pursuing this conscious career? Mm. Oh, wow. Well, there's a lot. And you know, I do a lot of work in the equity and inclusion space. So I think I'll speak broadly and then I'll dive in on that if that's okay. Yeah. Um, certainly broadly, when we're talking about roadblocks, um, I think self-awareness. Um, and this is one of those skills I hear it often from um, employers when we're talking about leadership conversations. We have to make the investment in um, understanding ourselves. And that takes work, the self-awareness piece. Because if we're not self-aware, again, we're kind of just taking whatever is being offered to us that may not align with who we, who we are. So that's a big one. Um, I think also, um, you know, as particularly now, it can be safety. This sense of um, I'm going to stay in a place of safety and security than potentially try something new. Um, I'll tell you, I have heard more stories about people saying, I'm just going to do it over the last almost two years, the pandemic, truly. Like, I'm just, I yeah. think that this for many people was a, one of those moments where it's like, well, we've all been shaken up. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Like I, I am actually going to reconsider. I'm going to actually try this career pathway. I'm going mm-hmm. to go back and get this certification or this degree. I'm going to learn this new skill. Um, but I think safety and security oftentimes can keep us where we've always been. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a big one that I often see. And then if I can add, I think on the conversation of equity and inclusion, and this is why I think it's really important in the conversation, sometimes for people for talking socioeconomically, Andy, there can be the feeling or thought or reality that I can't actually consider my values or interests because I have some real needs. I, I need to bills have to pay on the yeah. table. Exactly. Right. So I do, I do, I do want to, you know, um, mention that piece because mm-hmm. I know for some people that is where they are, yeah. but that's where I think it's important. Like you said, wherever you are yeah. to find the silver linings, to find the things that really um, align with who you are, to explore those different opportunities or people within your workplace, because there's something yeah. good everywhere. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you a couple of follow-ups on that. Um, you know, because you do work and I'm glad you mentioned this idea of people getting stuck kind of in their comfort zone, right? And it's hard to get out. It can be scary to go try something new or go take a risk and change careers or, or really pursue the passion or the values instead of maybe taking that paycheck that you know feed, you know, feed your family. Um, but because you work in DEIB, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, and you have experience working on Wall Street as well, right? Um, a lot of people may have the limiting belief or fear that I can't go work in a certain field because people like me don't work in that field, right? And I imagine when you're working on Wall Street, there were not many Black women working on Wall Street, right? But you you went there anyway. And um, what do you tell people who you know, are possibly dealing with that stigma? And like, I don't know if there's other people there like me that I would fit in to go try to do this other career. Mm, So good. I love that question. You know, I think about it in a lot of different lanes. I think the one is there are people everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think that um, it should be our intention to find community. Now, Andy, sometimes it it does take some effort. This the effort piece where we have to, you know, we've got to go into our network. We've got to let people know what we're seeking. We've got to do the Google searches. We've got to go to the conferences when we can. Um, And that's the work piece that is on us. Um, And so I think community becomes a Essential when we're talking about conscious careers. And I think, again, it's an alignment. We're finding people who have that same, um, those same values or same North Star. So I think community becomes really important. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece, which doesn't come overnight, it, overnight excuse me, is just self, self-belief. self it, It's this confidence conversation, whatever you yeah. want to call it, t- tackling imposter syndrome, you know, whatever you want to call it, it is the point where you look in the mirror and you say, I know this isn't going to be easy but I, I, I feel that there's a place and space for me here. Yeah. Um, but that is where I think after you get to that place individually, you do need those people in your orbit, mm-hmm. uh, the people who are on this, the summit supporting yeah. you and, and yeah. cheering for your success. Right. So important to find community mentors, coaches, um, sponsors, right. And, and friends who are just, who are rooting for you and not trying to hold you back and say, yeah, you can go do that. Absolutely. Uh, so related to that question, how did you navigate a conscious career? How did you come across this idea and become more conscious yourself? And how did that help you land on this Forbes next 1000 list, which is really impressive? Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Um, honestly, I will tell you, let's start with the latter. Forbes happened because of conscious careers. Mm. It happened because I said to myself, 
A, there's more. As I mentioned, I was working on Wall Street three years ago. I took this leap of faith to start this consulting firm, uh, College Code, that's bridging the gap between the development and retention of early stage professionals and helping organizations be more consciously equitable and inclusive. We do both. So we're bridging workforce development and talent development and retention mm -hmm. through a DEI lens. Um, and I think, you know, when I think about conscious careers for me, I've always pursued it. Um, it was always my goal to serve and to make an impact and to make a difference. But it honestly has been, Andy, the step in towards um, entrepreneurship that I have had to look myself in the mirror and really get clear about what it is that I desire to build, who I need to be um, as we talk about growing and leading. And so I think for me, this career pivot or change, and maybe there's some people who are right now, you're thinking about, oh, I wanna change industry or sector. I wanna start a business or freelance full-time, whatever your thing is. Um, ultimately that becomes kind of the, the next step that you have to think about in terms of um, your next. And so for me, I think that, that that's been big for me, just really consciously kind of thinking about what are my values? What partners? So I mentioned to you before, as an entrepreneur, it's less about uh, the employer for me, but more about who are we partnering with in pursuit of this vision. And so really sitting down, Andy, it's not, it's not necessarily easy or always fun because, uh, you know, we're getting a ton of, of, of requests in the talent space more broadly right now because of everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. But really being able to say this aligns or this is great work, but it's not necessarily our work. And I think that that is conscious when we're talking about um, uh, careers and, and growing uh, businesses or, or our pathways, if that's what we desire. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the self-reflection again. I think it's so important. It's one of the biggest things that's missing for so many people that they're not stopping to breathe and sit down with a notepad and pencil or pen and just write down, like, what do I care about? Where do I want to go in my career? Where do I see myself down the line? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my fears that are holding me back? What am I excited about? And, and then start making a plan and taking action. So last question I want to ask you, Chelsea, is for the person who maybe a little further in their career, you know, 10, 20 years in, um, has done fairly well in a certain area, but might want to make a change, but they're afraid of trying something new, getting out of the comfort zone. Um, maybe it feels like throwing away that experience that they have, right? Whether it's finance or law or HR or anything. Um, what advice would you give them to kind of push past that and start to explore this new conscious career? I love the question because that's one that comes up often, Andy. Um, you know, I think that jump may not happen for everyone overnight, Andy. It, that's the big thing. Sometimes it's those small, those micro moments that are aligning us to values that end up uh, mattering in the long term. So I say, if you are someone who's been in your industry or sector, maybe you're a veteran there, and it's been great for you, right? I think you can think about what is something that I can commit to. We're coming up on the final quarter of the year and a new year next year. What is something that I can do in my spare time, a few hours a month that align me towards what it is that I am aspiring to step into at some point? And Andy, I just can't underestimate that those volunteer projects, that board service, the time we are 
even just landing support as a mentor to a young person that's getting us close to a cause that we care about. The times where we're volunteering um, with our colleagues or involved in a resource group, if you have one at your company, that is helping you build first leadership. It's helping you build connection and it's putting you close to um, potentially the, you know, your next chapter in your career. So I would tell them to uh, invest in the micro moments, mm. not to underestimate them, because if I can think on my career, it was those micro moments. It was the time I showed up for the training that I told you about where I met fellow speaker, Lindsay Pollack. I just showed up and in showing up, magic can happen. So that's what I would say. You showed up and followed up and built a relationship. Ooh, that's good. Show so, up and follow up. Show up that's and follow great. up, right? Because it's, it's half the battle to get there, right? Um, but then what do you do with what you learned or the connections you made, the people you meet, uh, the inspiration, all that sort of stuff. So if you're watching, listening, you have showed up, but what are you going to do with this? The show up and the follow-up. Um, and speaking of that, Chelsea, for anybody who is watching, listening, who wants to get in touch with you, follow the work that you're doing, where's the best place for them to go? Okay, two for you. So first, LinkedIn. Love LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me, Chelsea C. Williams. Um, and then our website. Check out what we're doing at www.mycollegecode.com. Um, and those can be two really powerful places to uh, connect. All right. So make sure you connect with Chelsea on LinkedIn and connect with me on LinkedIn. If you're not connected already, come on, Chelsea and I are connected. Uh, <laughs> and her website is my college code. Thank you, Chelsea. We covered a lot of ground in this uh, short interview. We talked about uh, what's going on in the marketplace right now and how people are reimagining their careers. We talked about what it means to pursue a conscious career, how values are important and we thought of, and, and how we can think about our own values, um, how to get clear on our values, why challenges and roadblocks are can include you know, that absence of self-awareness and how that can be really helpful for us, how to pursue careers that are uncomfortable, the importance of community as well as mentors and coaches, um, how you, Chelsea, landed uh, on the Forbes list by pursuing a conscious career. We talked about the importance of self-reflection again um, and values and partners and how to pursue a new conscious career by investing in those micro moment. So a lot of great value here. Chelsea, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and for those of you watching and listening, thank you for being here. I hope you took some notes. I hope you got some value. If you did, again, make sure you make you take advantage of this and you take some action, whether it's reaching out to Chelsea, making a plan, thinking about what conscious career you want to pursue, doing some self-reflection, all of that will help and make it totally worth it for you. So thanks again for being here and we'll see you on the next session.